0: Creative
1: Babble. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all.
2: If you've been following this series so far, you know that this content is not suitable for children. This episode contains references to suicide and could be triggering for some. So please keep headphones on for this one. You've been warned.
1: Hello, I'm Detective <laughs> Police Department. I just got a call from a doctor regarding a letter you sent to her. I um, want to let you know that Dr. is the actual victim in this investigation. Um, we're all, at this point, these phone calls that uh, alleging were threatening actually were produced inside their home um, at this time the investigation is ongoing um since dr are not the suspects in this case be advised that the threatening email may continue because they're not being produced by him if you have any questions regarding this investigation give
2: me a call back this is a voicemail from the detective working the case he clearly has made up his mind The stalker is not Dr. Gresman or her husband, John Gresman. He says someone else has been sending these messages. Who? The police don't seem terribly motivated to figure it out. All they know is that the messages are coming from inside the Rodriguez's own home. Meanwhile, the stalker, who has identified himself as John Gresman, continues his attack on Claudia and David.
0: He scares me. He scares me. And they already think I'm the one doing it. And so I think I'm, I feel I'm one step away from having the cops make a visit here. I'm afraid.
2: What What do you think is going to happen?
0: He threatened to hack into my Instagram and embarrass me by putting child porn. That's what it is. Child porn. It's criminal. And I'm scared.
2: In today's episode, the Gresmans and the Rodriguez family have an all-out war. I'm going to call Dr. Gresman to get her side of the story. I'm even going to go toe-to-toe with the stalker himself. Yes, I'm going to try and provoke the stalker to see if I could get them to reveal their identity. I'm Javier Leva, and this is Pretend, stories about real people pretending to be someone else. Picture this, a foggy evening, the whisper of secrets in the air, and an invitation to step back into the glamorous and mysterious 1920s. That's the backdrop of June's Journey, the game that's been keeping me glued to my phone lately. Instead of doom-scrolling on social media, I am actually playing the part of June Parker, a daring detective with a personal mission to solve her sister's murder. And let me tell you, it is a roller coaster of emotions and puzzles. What's to love? Well, first of all, the thrill of hunting for hidden objects. I'm a sucker for these kinds of games.
3: Hey, how's it going? You wondered if she, if she even knew um all about the the texting about the the baby and stuff. Yeah. Well, anyway, so what what I did was I thought I would I, I would give them a bit of their
2: own medicine. David decided to send Dr. Gresman the threatening screenshots concerning her baby. What if she doesn't know that her husband could possibly be abusing her child?
3: I wrote it so that it it says this message is being sent as information only because I didn't want her to claim that we're harassing her again. Right. And I said, your phone number was provided via text from a person positively identified as this person has also been threatening the life of his daughter. And then I put the department of child safety was contacted by a third-party provider and a mandated reporter. And then I ended it by saying, this is the last message you will receive.
2: That message to Dr. Gresman sent the stalker through the roof.
0: And then at 9.34, went crazy on my phone. He started firing messages. I will read them to you. It says... It started with bigot asshole. Shit's going to my lawyer. I know you fuckers did this shit about ready to take a rifle to your fuckers' heads and maybe a golf club. Don't fucking mess with us. I really hate saying those words, but that's what he said.
2: Yeah, I I totally get it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll find out where you bigots live, so watch out. Take a fucking golf club to your ugly ass husband's face while he's at work not looking yeah that's why he's home because it's not safe and then he said duct tape his mouth drag him down and fucking beat the shit out of him burn his body and cut off his scrotum cut off his scrotum and feed it to my daughter i want to fuck your tarred daughter oh wait she might cry Answer me, bigot. And then I blocked him. And that was at 10.42. That rant was an hour long. Wow.
2: We're four episodes into the series, and we haven't heard from Dr. Grace Gresman. Sure, we have her statements from the police report, but I want her side of the story. What she has to say could potentially change everything. So I called her up. And to my surprise, she actually picked up. I told her who I was, and her first question to me was, Who told you to call me? It was Claudia, wasn't it? I asked her if she would be open to answering some of my questions about the case. I assured her that I wasn't coming into this with a biased view. There was very little evidence to suggest that she had anything to do with this. Her voice was trembling, but she stayed on the line. She told me that she wants nothing to do with my project. She asked that I don't use her name or identify where she works. She also said that she was going to contact her attorney as soon as the call was over, but to my surprise, She didn't hang up. So I asked her to describe her side of the story. And she said that everything I need to know is in the police report. Her and her husband have nothing to do with this. After my call with Dr. Gresman, I called Claudia to get her reaction. So I just got off the phone with... And we spoke for about 10 minutes. Okay. And, you know, it kind of went just how I predicted in the scenario where she would talk that she would be... Pretty upset. Wants nothing to do with it. Says that the police report speaks for itself, and that um, she will be contacting her attorney. Does not want her name, his name, her place of work, nothing that identifies her, and that uh, that was basically it. She wasn't very nice, was she? No, she wasn't. I mean, she was nice. She was just as nice as you would if I if a reporter surprised you out of nowhere with accusations. So right.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't blame her for her
2: reaction. I would have reacted the same, if not worse. Right,
0: <laughs> yeah. true. Did you ask her if if we're harassing them?
2: Yeah, yeah. And she says that the police report speaks for itself. She says that she's not denying that you're getting harassed, but it's definitely not them.
0: Okay. She's... Uh I don't. I, I don't even know what to say, Javier.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, well, did you expect anything different? You know.
3: We can. We can now wait. Wait for for her to relate the your call to you know tell about it and.
2: Oh, he was in the background. He and the baby. You could hear him. In the oh, background. Okay. So it just sounded like she was holding the baby because I could hear the baby very clearly, but he was definitely in the background. And I, I, she sounded rattled. I don't blame her. I would be rattled too. just any unexpected call. Was,
0: was he running his mouth? No,
2: no, no. But um, please let me know if, if you get any messages. I definitely keep sending the screenshots. Well, here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. If
0: we're not doing it and they're not doing it, you would think that she would want to work together to figure out who it is
2: yeah but maybe not like if she's not doing it then she's got better things to do you know
0: yeah but she said in the beginning maybe you'll be my guardian angel and figure it
2: out i don't know man she sounded pretty rattled that's not saying one thing or another i mean i think you know yeah it's not saying that she did it it's not saying that she didn't do it it's just meant that she got caught off guard
0: oh goody that's the best that's the best
2: Claudia was giddy about this call with Dr. Gresman. I tried to explain to Claudia that there's nothing sketchy about these people other than the accusations that she's making against them. You would think that somebody like this stalker, if it were who you think it is, <laughs> would mm-hmm. be, would have a, an extensive criminal history. Right, right. And right. I just ran a background check on him and he's clean as a whistle. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm not saying that means anything. I'm Uh, just saying
0: that that doesn't
2: mean he didn't do this. I'm just saying that he hasn't done anything criminal in the past that he's gotten caught for.
0: Let's pretend that it's somebody else, okay, all together, and that is being set up, okay? Then that means that we are all victims, and they need to catch whoever it is, because it's not right.
2: I feel like I'm getting nowhere with this story. The only real way to figure out who the stalker is is for police to take the investigation further and subpoena some of these messenger app companies and identify the user and the device, not just the IP address. But that doesn't seem likely because the police have made up their minds. Another way to figure out who he or she is is if the stalker crosses the line and physically harms the Rodriguezes. Let's just hope to God that never happens. But there is another way. If I could talk directly with the stalker, I can feed him or her some false information. And if that information gets out to the Gresmans, then we know it's them. Or if the Rodriguez's slip up and refer to that information, then we know it's them. So I took a deep breath and opened up my anonymous text messaging app and typed, quote, I would like to know why you're messaging the Rodriguez family. I'm a reporter working on a story about you, unquote. Then, I press send. What am I doing? Now this person can message me nonstop. I could potentially become its next target. So, I sat patiently and waited. Exactly one minute later, I get a response. Quote, Because I fucking can. I wrote back, So what's your motivation? The stalker replied, Stop texting me before I send this to our lawyer. I said, Would you be open to talk to me? The stalker said, so I called the number, nobody picked up. I asked, why don't you pick up? The stalker said, why don't you just leave me alone? I said, I thought you wanted to talk. Then the stalker just started sending me insulting messages like, quote, pussy, I'm going to slash you with a gold club. I think he meant golf club. He called me a dumb tard, an asshead. you know, real mature stuff. But after a while, he stopped responding. I wasn't able to engage with him enough to get a conversation going. Well, it was worth a shot. A few days later, I get a call from Claudia and David.
0: Um, Well, we were just um, finishing up dinner, and we were (laughs) getting ready to enjoy a hockey game. And we got a knock at the door, so my son answered it. And he said, hey, Mom, some ladies here (laughs) to see you. So I went to the door and stepped out, and she said, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm a process server and I have paperwork to serve you and your husband. we're getting served and this process server kind of giggled because I obviously knew who we were getting served by. I lost control. Like I was so angry and I was out there just going crazy. I told her, I said, this is absolutely ridiculous. Who's stalking who?
2: I found the the report, So, so it says on the 16th of December, the defendant falsely reported to police department that her husband was threatening her, then on December 23rd, the plaintiff falsely reported to DCS that my husband was abusing our child, that must be what you're referencing. Three months after being served the restraining order, the FBI unexpectedly showed up at the Rodriguez's house.
0: So we're just in our in our bedroom watching TV, kind of hanging out and we get a knock at the door and um, jumped up to answer it. And he was gone for a while. My dogs are barking. And then all of a sudden I hear say, well, we've had problems with a stalker. I had no idea who it was. I did jump up and poke my head out. And it's FBI. And I was like, oh, my gosh.
1: So I went out and and talked to him. There was a a woman agent. She did all the talking, and then then uh, the the man kind of kind of stood back. She said that she wanted to talk about some internet activity that that was coming from our house to somebody in Washington, and um, she didn't say Washington State or D.C. or anything.
2: And did they know anything about the stalker thing, or was that news to them?
1: I told them about the stalking that's been happening to us for the last three years. I told him about us changing houses and then I I told her he threatened me on on my route.
2: They said something about that there was activity coming from your house to Washington. Did they elaborate or is that all they said? I mean, I'm curious about that.
0: Well, I I stuck, when I stuck my head out the door, no, but I didn't really get the opportunity to ask because again, I didn't want to go out there i wasn't dressed and um i have covid and yeah yeah. and they weren't really offering any any information it was like Mm -hmm. it was like odd and unusual behavior i think i think she used the word messages sent to somebody i'm not sure if it was one person or several i don't know
2: and what other questions did she have by knowing their questions i could understand their motive and what they're looking for you know
1: they only spoke a, a a little bit out out there because I told them I said this is a three year story that I'm trying to tell you in super condensed form and she like smiled and and said I bet so she didn't really bring out too much about about why why they were here they they basically just said they were just there because of some messages that. came from our house.
2: Yeah, and something happened, because let me tell you something, for the FBI to show up at your doorstep, I mean, that doesn't happen every day.
1: No. Right, right.
2: Did they ask for any of that? No.
0: No. We are an open book, and at this point, I'm more than willing to give up my cell phone, my laptop, my tablet, our tower, everything. Like, just take it and go through it we're we're done
2: that is so weird i think one of the fascinating things about this is how little they asked yeah
0: i know it's weird
2: when we come back the medical board reviews their delegations their decision after the break Claudia and David reported Dr. Gresman to the state medical board. They accused her of violating HIPAA laws and failure to report child abuse allegations. Members of the medical board interviewed the Rodriguez family and promised to review the case.
0: We'll know what's on the agenda after the 11th because they, they only post what's on the board's agenda for the next, meeting and the next
2: meeting. The medical board posted the May 2022 agenda, but Dr. Gresman's case wasn't listed. Maybe they'll review it next month. June's agenda came and went, and still Dr. Gresman's case was not on the agenda. Eventually, Claudia and David heard back from the board.
0: Now the medical board is saying, oh, well, we don't see any wrongdoing, we're dismissing it. So, you know, she's not getting a consequence. So yeah, they, they put a consultant on it and they find no wrongdoing, apparently. Nothing that seems concerning.
2: The Rodriguez strike out again. First, they report the Gresmans to the police. They failed to get any results. Then Claudia's therapist reported the Gresmans to Child Protective Services. And that failed too. And now they tried to take Dr. Gresmans' medical license away, but the medical board declined. If the Rodriguez's are wrong about this, they are the ones that are tormenting the doctor and not the other way around. But Claudia insists that they're the ones being harassed.
0: You, you know what my biggest worry is right now?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is... My husband's mental health and like the fact that it's very hot here right now. It's like it's like 112 degrees outside. I know that sounds dramatic, but when I heard despair and the sadness in his voice, it broke my heart.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's retiring, right?
0: Yeah, he's retiring. But he's he's less than two miles away from that jackass. Mm hmm. That ass could be on his bicycle right now, riding down to Washington Park, watching the carry mail and laughing.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not right.
2: Throughout my coverage of this case, the stalker flares up and then he disappears for months at a time. But each time he returns, he seems to kick it up a notch. Hey, I heard about last night.
0: This is making me feel like a freaking nut job. And I kind of have thought this for a really long time, that he's in my phone listening to my conversations. And I don't know why I feel this way, but I don't know.
2: Claudia now claims that the stalker is listening in on her calls in real time.
0: He just knows too much of what goes on in my life. And one time we were having a discussion with our attorney and I got really upset. I started crying and... Then a very short time later, after that meeting between the lawyer, us and the forensics team, I get a message from this stupid idiot and he says, are you having a bad day?
2: Yeah, but here's the thing that I don't believe because I could by the whole, you know, he works at Cox Communications and he knows people at Cox and maybe, you know, he spoofed your IP address. Let's just assume that that's all true. I don't think that he could tap into your cell phone calls. I mean, he doesn't work for the National Security Agency or anything.
0: Well, wait a minute, but you don't. But you don't know all the facts. You don't.
2: Claudia tells me about a recent call with her friend Lori.
0: Lori's cousin was was talking about her trip to Mexico, and she was talking about her partner, um, her work partner. His name is Clint. And I said, I was messaging at the same time. And I said, if you can hear this conversation, what did what did this person just say? And he said, she talked about Clint. And my kids were upstairs, okay? My girls were in their room decorating, whatever. My boys were playing on the Xbox. All three of them were upstairs. None of the kids knew who I was talking to, who I had been talking to. None of the kids were in earshot. The only person that was within proximity to me is who was sitting on a couch near me. That's it. I said, "Answer my question. Who am I talking to about you?" And then he said on your cellular device. And I said, "So you're telling me you can hear my calls." And he said, "Maybe." And then I said, "Okay, so Who am I talking to right now? He said a chick. And I said, that's wrong. I said that on purpose because I was talking to a chick. And then he goes, I'm not stupid. She has a deep voice. She does. She does have a deep. voice." And we were not on speaker. Okay. And I said, so what is the person saying? And he said something about Clint.
2: Do you have any smart, devices like Google Home or Alexa?
0: I have an Alexa. We unplugged it.
2: Was it plugged in last night?
0: Yes, it was plugged in. It's plugged in all the time. I use it all. I use it every day, all day.
2: Because, I mean, those those devices are basically listening devices. But I'm just like stretching here. I'm on a limb here trying to guess how this guy could actually be listening in on your phone calls. That doesn't make sense. You know?
0: Nope, it doesn't. All I know is I'm just really aggravated right now.
2: By the way, Google Home and Alexa devices are constantly listening. But those recordings live locally in the device. It's not streaming to the cloud in real time. I doubt that's what's going on here. It's more likely that someone physically in the house is listening in, or that they're being bugged, which would imply that they had a break-in or something. Either way, it just seems very far-fetched. On July of this year, 2022, police were called to a local Papa John's restaurant. The store manager, William Bell, said that someone made hundreds of dollars worth of fraudulent online orders using both Claudia and David's phone numbers. All week long, every single day, the store would get a new prank order. Some of these orders contained threats such as,
1: Accept this or I'll shoot you.
2: Another order had a message that read, quote, Other messages implied that the stalker was watching the store. I saw the dumbass officers there yesterday. Fake orders were still coming through even while police were speaking with Claudia and David. The Papa John's manager, William Bell, told police that he looked up John Gresman's Facebook. In one of the few photos of Gresman, he had a distinct mustache. Bell told his employees to be on the lookout for anyone who matches his description. After work one day, the manager, William Bell, went to the gas station across the street and says that he spotted a man with a curly Q mustache across from the pizza shop. William Bell told police that he believes that John Gresman was driving a black Cadillac Escalade. The next day, Bell says that he spotted the same Cadillac across the street, and within minutes of seeing him, another fake order came through using Claudia's number. The message on the order read, Was at the gas station, stupid? 11 more prank orders came through, but now the messages were personally directed at William Bell, the manager. One message read, Papa John's future mass shooting. Another message read, Fat ass manager going to shoot Papa. Fuck him. Pow, pow, Papa John's,
1: bang, bang.
2: The calls kept rolling in, and one day, William Bell picks up the phone and calls the number that placed the order. Bell told police that after he identified himself as the Papa John's manager, The man on the other end of the call said, oh shit, and hung up. I called William Bell, the Papa John's manager, and boy did he have a lot to say. Let's just say that the conversation didn't go the way I expected it. That's next time on Pretend. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. But if you cannot wait, the entire season is available right now on pretend plus, which is a subscription for Apple podcasts. You can try it for free for three days, or you can become a Patreon supporter where you get t-shirts, stickers, swag, cool stuff. The link to Patreon is in the show notes. All right. I'll talk to you next week.
3: Creative Babble.